Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Working is sponsored by MailChimp. More than 7 million businesses around the world use MailChimp to send email newsletters. Plus, MailChimp distributes hats for cats and small dogs. You can find out more at MailChimp.com. MailChimp. Send better email. Hello and welcome to Working, a podcast about what people do all day. I'm Adam Davidson. Tell me your name and what you do all day. My name is Larry Lieberman. I'm the president of New York Customs Brokers. Some of you might ask what a customs broker does. Customs broker works with importers, and we get their shipments cleared through customs and any other agency that might get involved with that particular shipment. So help me understand why I would want you. Is it so complicated a process to, to import? It is complicated and most people uh, prefer to use a customs broker rather than a, attempt to navigate through the various agencies and paperwork involved so what can you walk me through yeah, walk me through I, a few I, shipments yeah, a few yeah. types of shipments i am going to go to my computer and go to this is the software that we use it's uh, obviously technical this is specific to our industry, otherwise anyone, no one would know what the hell I'm doing here. But this is a shipment of pasteurized crab meat. But for this particular company, they bring in three or four containers, containers, 40-foot containers of pasteurized crab meat, which uh, if you're going to dinner tonight, you might have a one of those crab meat uh, appetizers usually. And this is where it comes from. And then we'll go to Indonesian frozen shrimp. And this is a shipment that we deal with every single day of the week. In this case, it goes to Port Newark Container Terminal, uh, which is where the, the steamship line is arriving. This information that we input automatically gets sent uh, via our software to customs, who then transmit the same information that the shipment is released or will be released by FDA, and eventually that same information will get transmitted to the terminal where the steamship comes in, and they will see in their computer that the shipment is released and then can be delivered to the trucking company that picks up the container. All done electronically. Don't have to leave my office. Can we see some of the other stuff? It's just fascinating to see what comes in. Sure. What have we got here? Let's see. Toys. Okay. Toys from China, which is where most everything comes in if it's not seafood. This is a 
full container, 40-foot container of children's toys. Wow, and and it looks like they're bringing in a lot of different containers of of toys. Sure. Yeah, yeah, they're bringing in containers almost weekly. What are you? What value are you adding? I mean, they're giving you the information. They're telling you what's coming, where it's coming from. I I still don't fully understand what you guys are adding. Okay, it's either an air shipment or an ocean shipment. If it's an ocean shipment, we will get a bill of lading. Like this, which states Orient Overseas Container Line. This is more seafood. Let's see. Frozen cooked farm-raised white shrimp. Wow, you bring a lot of shrimp in. There huh? is a lot of shrimp that gets eaten by the uh, public in the United States, if you have the money to do so. Peeled and delivered tail on skewer. That's correct. And it is going to a freezer facility in Elizabeth, New Jersey. And so this particular shrimp is coming from Thailand. It is coming from Thailand, and it is more than likely farm-raised. It is. It is harvested by aquaculture. That is so. And so the person who's, sent, who's importing this, that's your client? That's correct. And that person, um, why don't they just send this to customs? Why would they pay money to you to send it to customs? They're too busy selling their shrimp or their children's toys, and they do not want to be dealing with customs regulations. They have no idea what the customs regulations are. I'm licensed by the government, uh, so it's a private enterprise, but licensed by the government to act as a customs broker. So um, so walk me through your day. What do you do as the president of the company? Sales, and I put out fires. So, and how does sales work? Who are, who are you calling? How do you, how do you recruit new clients? Well, in my particular industry, customs broker, I can call on anybody that imports. It's, it's up to me as the president to find out who is importing, who is satisfied, and who is not satisfied with the present customs broker they're using, and or prices, of course. Everybody is looking for a buy, but they certainly want the service. How many are there of you in, in America? In America, there are multiple thousands. In, at JFK Airport alone, I believe there are probably three to 400 customs brokers. That's only at Kennedy Airport. Right. We, I should say we are right now basically under the flight path of Kennedy Airport. We're just a few blocks. We could walk to the terminal from here. You certainly can. So walk me through um, some of the fires you put out today or this week. I'd, I'd love to hear, you know, as much as you can, some specific examples. Okay. I had a particular customer this morning that had a container at the pier. So it was going to cost him $500 if it didn't move off the pier. And it was all a matter of uh, a couple of hundred dollars that wasn't paid to the terminal. But that check had to be there overnight. So we issued a check on behalf of the importer. We sent the check overnight. They received it at 8.47, I believe it was, this morning, yet they refused to put it into their computer and send over that information to the terminal so the trucking company could pick it up. Uh, Even though they had the check in front of them, they confirmed it was received by FedEx, they refused to input that information. That was a fire that needed to be put out. And things like that occur on a daily basis. That I have to say, that sounds like, I, I hope you'll forgive me for saying this, the worst job in the world. It's like when I have to deal with the phone company or the cable company and I'm on hold for an hour, that happens to me like twice a year and I hate it. And that, you, that happens to you all the time. 
all the time. <laughs> That's why I said I put out the fires. <laughs> it's something that needs to get done. This episode of Working is sponsored by MailChimp. More than 7 million businesses around the world use MailChimp to send email newsletters. Plus, MailChimp distributes hats for cats and small dogs. You can find out more at MailChimp.com. MailChimp, send better email. So you've been doing this for 37 years. Um, how do you get into this business? I, you know, I think two days ago I didn't know this business existed. How, how did you find out about it? How did you get into this? Well, originally my grandfather was in the trucking business. It was during pro- the Prohibition era, and, and he, in fact, was moving alcohol illegally, as many people did many, many years ago. And he was a guy who knew a guy? Yeah, he was a guy that knew a guy, exactly. And he had a small pickup truck, which grew to a a smaller truck. And eventually, uh, somehow, he got to working here at what was then Idlewild Airport. It later turned into JFK, but my grandfather was working at Idlewild Airport, moving freight around through some connections he must have gotten over the years. So originally, when I was 17 years old and got my driver's license, I was driving a truck. But it happened to be that that original trucking business got into moving seafood from JFK Airport into the Fulton Fish Market. So just by happenstance, just by happenstance. Yeah, it's just a matter of how how business works that eventually my grandfather, who who then my father took over the business, being around the airport, must have had a contact somewhere that uh, one customer leads into another. And he had refrigerated trucks, we started moving fish and I guess that's why I'm still in the seafood business, just uh, at, a, at another end, another venue. And how was it when you started 37 years ago? What, what, would, what were days like then, and how are they different? They were very different. Obviously, uh, there were no computers. We used a typewriter. Everything we do today was hand-typed, and we physically had to move these documents to U.S. Customs, so we would use a messenger. Every single shipment, instead of being transmitted electronically, had to physically be taken to U.S. Customs. They physically looked at every single document and then physically inspected every single document as well. That no longer exists. Customs examines probably less than 5% of all shipments. But that examination is done uh, using computer algorithms that can tell them which shipments should be examined as opposed to those importers that may import uh, 50, 60, 70 shipments a week and are uh, at a very low risk tolerance level. So the volume of trade has expanded dramatically for, for the U.S. as a whole. You, you talked about China. My hunch is 37 years ago, China was less of a factor than it is today. Can you talk about that, how, how the, the whole amount of stuff being shipped has, has increased? Yeah. Uh, trade, world trade, did not exist 30 years ago the way it does today. Uh, the world is a lot smaller. They, it moves a lot quicker. Uh, and the vessels are a lot larger. They probably handle each 
vessel that comes into the port is probably three or four times larger than they were 20 years ago, and they come in more often. So the amount of cargo is astronomical compared to what it was 20, 30 years ago. And how has that affected you? How has it affected the business? That's a good question. There were probably fewer customs brokers, uh, but at one time, although I was here 30 years ago, I would say 20 years ago I had twice the number of employees and I did half the amount of work. Today I have six, seven employees, but I do two or three times the amount of containers shipments that I did 20 years ago. Just because of computer efficiency? Correct. Like I said, we were using messengers to get these documents to customs earlier. Now it's just a matter of sitting behind a desk and typing in number after number after number. Has, I would imagine there was a time where being a guy who knows a guy, you know, being able to call up Sal over in customs and say, come on, pal, you know me. Um, Does that still work? I mean, do personal relationships still matter or is it largely computers talking to computers now? You hit it on the head there. Personal relationships did, in fact, exist years ago, and that does not exist today other than the few inspectors that I know from 30 years ago that we can talk on the phone if I happen to call them, but it's no longer do me a favor or he knows me and we'll get the shipment cleared. No, everything is done electronically. Nobody knows anymore. Wow. So was this a community back then, and it's not anymore? I, I, I was talking to someone at Fulton Fish Market and someone at the Meat Market who talked about when they moved to the Bronx, because both used to be in Manhattan, that they stopped being a community. They stopped being um, a bunch of guys who grew up together, whose dads grew up together, whose grandparents grew up together, and it was now really people with jobs who, who didn't know each other. Is that the picture I should have of kind of the world of JFK? You're you're again right, because Fulton Fish Market used to be much more hands-on and much more community-oriented the way it is today, especially moving up to the Bronx. It used to be in the Fulton Fish Market, people actually handled fish. They actually picked up those boxes with those fish hooks, if anyone remembers. Well, I don't think those fish hooks are used any longer in Fulton Fish Market. Everything is done by a uh, a hand truck or a uh, forklift operator. Fulton Fish Market, you couldn't use a forklift 30 years ago. There were too many potholes on the street. <laughs> and how about here at JFK? Is it is this less of a community? Also, again, yes. It used to be 20 years ago where I had to get in my car and drive over to Customs or drive over to KLM or drive over to Iceland Air or whatever airline these shipments were arriving at. I rarely leave my office on a day-to-day basis any longer, very rarely. So is is the job worse now? It's not worse. It's just very different. That's all. No, it's no worse. Is it better? Can't say it's better. It's just different. Things things stay the same, but they change. I'm guessing you're making more money, though, if you have half the employees and you're doing twice the amount of business. I'm not so sure about that either. I'm doing okay. I'm not complaining. Now, and neither are my employees. I treat them well. But I guess everybody has those same dynamics, so the competition would keep prices uh, in check as well. 
un- unfortunately, we have not raised our prices in many years. There is an awful lot of competition out there. And, of course, it has gotten easier to do the entries. So that has kept our prices in check as well. So the, the worst news in the world for you would be, hey, Customs has a brand new system. It's really easy. It's just a website, and uh, it's very efficient and easy and takes two seconds. That, that, w- that would be bad news for you. Absolutely. If that was, was ever to come to pass, it's time for retirement for me. <laughs> so you're lobbying for more complex, more difficult bureaucracy. Absolutely. I, it, it takes probably close to $100,000 just to get into this business because of the, the software, the computers that are required. That's the main barrier to entry is the computer technology? That and obviously getting customers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if I decided today I want to be a customs broker, so I, I would I would buy the software um, and the computers, and then um, I'd have to get a license, and then I have to convince importers that they should go with an inexperienced guy over someone who's been doing it 37 years. Either that or stay in another bus- line of business. <laughs> Which is what you'd prefer. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's already competitive. Yeah. Stay out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Working. Next week, we'll have another great interview with someone with an interesting job. And we really would like to hear what you think of these. Please send an email to working at slate.com. We're still open to suggestions, too. So send us suggestions of who else we should have on the show. Working is part of the Panoply Network. Check out all our great podcasts at iTunes.com slash Panoply. See you next time. I'm Adam Davidson. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.